Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Thoughts Count Anywhere. We are coming to you live from Power Play Sports right here at the Boulevard Mall in the beautiful downtown Las Vegas area. Well, it's not downtown, but the heart of Las Vegas. I am Aaron Phillips, flanked by Johnny Rock, Matt the Man, What's up? Scott the Wolverine mask guy. <laughs> <laughs> no mask this no week. No mask this week because we couldn't freaking breathe in those things last week. Welcome to another edition. Boy, we got a lot going on this week. We have the Saudi Arabia show. We have women's matches. We have NXT. We have AEW. We have Raw. We have SmackDown. We have a lot of wrestling. Hi, guys. How you doing this week? Uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> yes, welcome back, Johnny. You were uh, like in Thoughts Unknown or Parts Unknown uh, last no, week. No, I was, uh, I was actually, uh, I was actually being entertained by the sounds of Berserker Viking metal at a show. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I good. thought he was here. I was, I was playing hooky. I thought the Berserker was a wrestler. Uh, no, uh, but I, 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 he might have been there. <laughs> he might have actually been one of the extras up on stage. Oh, there you sword go. Fighting. Wouldn't that have been cool? Uh, I, I mean, it would have been cool if he got knocked off the stage in less than a second. But Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't want that to happen. Lady Gaga fell off the stage. Could you imagine if the Berserker fell well, off well, the stage? You, well, you know his longstanding Royal Rumble record that was broken by, only by Santino Morella, right? It was like seconds, right? Yeah, like he, the Royal Rumble. He was in, and then he was out. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even break a sweat. <laughs> Mr. Matt, what's shaking in your part of the world? I'm good. It's been a crazy day at work. Glad to be over here. It's good to have all four of us here finally. Yes. Yeah. The, the four thoughtsmen are back, at least for this week. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. Mr. Wolverine on the end. What's shaking in your world here? Well, I'm getting ready for my big weekend here at the store. We've got yes. two of the greatest, in my opinion, uh, wrestlers, old generation Hall of Famer Tully Blanchard. Right on. We'll be signing autographs with his daughter. In my opinion, one of the best divas out there, or women. I won't call her a diva. She, well... She's she's a superstar. Yes, <laughs> she is a very pretty lady and one of the top talents in the women's division. Tessa Blanchard. They'll both be here signing autographs, twelve to two. I want to see everybody down here. Let's get them. You, if you're a wrestling fan, you got to be here. I'm so excited. Right now, is there any cost to come down or to get autographs? Autograph How's that working? Autograph tickets are fifty bucks. Fifty are, bucks. Are fifty bucks for a combo that gets you the autograph and a photo op with each. Um, uh, a combo. Uh, so if you wanted both, it would be a hundred. But that gets you both photo ops. We'll get you a photo op with both of them individually and autographs of each. Right so it's on. A whole package. That's a good deal. Last Comic Con in North Carolina that Tully did, he was twice that price. Wow, good deal. You must know somebody. Uh, maybe <laughs> so. Maybe I'll be golfing with him on Friday. Oh, there you go. Hey. By the way, golfing like you'll be swinging the clubs, or are you his caddy? I'll actually be swinging the clubs. Oh, okay. Uh, I just want to make sure. I want to clarify that. Our manager here, Linda, her husband is uh, hooking us up at one of the nicer courses here. He is a scratch golfer, and so is Tully, and I'll be just scratching something. I, I was going to say, I, I'm a scratch golfer, too. I scratch See, my head I, wondering I, where the I, hell the ball went every time I hit it yeah. off the tee. You know, I, I, I hit the ball, I same. chase the ball, I right. find the ball. I, I, thought you'd be at, uh, I thought you'd be at Kiss Mini Golf at, at the Rio. See, now that's my speed. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. There you go. If I can't find the clown's mouth, I am stuck. I am stunk. I am Working done. on your putts. Working on your putts, looking for the clown's mouth. Absolutely. All right, guys, a lot going on. Thank you to everybody tuning in. Hey, just a quick reminder, please reshare our feed direct to your Facebook wall so everybody can see us live. And don't forget, please go out there and like our page on Facebook, Thoughts Count Anywhere, and we'll have Matt go over in a little bit all the other places you can find our stuff if you miss us live. And it's now time... I'm hearing voices. I hear voices. Time for the rumor mill. Who wants to get us started with some voices? Mr. Matt, why don't you kick us off? I heard a rumor that, speaking of Tessa Blanchard, I heard she put in her notice that she's leaving Impact Wrestling. Uh-oh. 
Breaking news. Really? When did this break? Why did this break? But didn't she have something last night with that? that on Tuesday, yeah. Right? She it was the um, Impact's debut episode on Access TV. Sammy Callahan won the world title from uh, Brian Cage, and she came out and confronted him with a bunch of spit all over his face. But they were like <laughs> nose to nose, waiting for like going to be her versus Callahan for the title. I'm guessing. <laughs> Well, well, you seem to forget that she, that was actually taped. So that was taped, and the notice came out after. So, yeah, she's right. already, if she's already put her two weeks' notice in, you know, it might just be a squash match to put Sammy Callahan over and really well, get him some nuclear heat. Or, honestly, will it go the way of one of our local friends here, too, and never be seen again on <laughs> Impact? <laughs> I could see that, too. Hmm. Uh, does he have the same initials twice in his name? Possibly, gotcha. and unfortunately, he's getting the raw deal as we oh, both know. Absolutely, raw deal. Maybe, maybe he is getting a raw deal. There you go. Wouldn't that be <laughs> a shout out out there to Ellie and Tony, who are uh, I just noticed they popped up on the podcast there. Shout out, hey guys, hear from you. Who are they? Well, Tony is one of our <laughs> our customers. Ellie, right on. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that is uh, uh, part of Bones family. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Right now, but welcome, guys. Please reshare us again. I, we would appreciate it. All right, so Tessa Blanchard uh, apparently is leaving Impact Wrestling. That is the rumor. And the question there, Matt, which I like that you put on the run sheet, where would everybody like to see her go to? Where, where would you guys like to see her sign on and become a continued growing star? You know, I know the odds on money is that she should go to AEW, but I still have it in my head. I want this dream match between Charlotte Flair and Tessa Blanchard. Uh, you know, second generation of horsewomen. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know, and he, I know Tully's currently working with AEW, but just to set up a WrestleMania style match between Tessa and Charlotte with Rick in one corner and Tully in the other, Boy. that would be a dream match waiting to happen. I can't disagree with you. Matt? It's cooler dad's in AEW, but there's no question she's going to WWE. Mm-hmm. Who's she gonna wrestle in AEW? Rio? Who wants to see that? <laughs> she just goes from wrestling OVE to an 80-pound Japanese chick? No. Okay. Everybody wants to steer against the four horsewomen. That's where the money and the matches are. Now, does she have the wherewithal, though, or the mental and, and the mental wherewithal to work around the way that the WWE likes to control their talent in terms of promos and all of that stuff? I think Impact already kind of does that, but not to the nuclear level WWE does. Okay. But pretty much any, like... Major promotion on TV already does that, so and I'm sure she's used to it already. And honestly, if she does come to WWE, you know she's going to command a high price tag. She's she's a known name. She's got the second generation pedigree. She's pretty much going to come into the company like like the female equivalent of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that would that's that's a great point. She's going to come in with such great fanfare. And they give Brock so much leeway with his character right. and with what he does and having Heyman with him and Heyman, you know, crafts his own promos. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't think they're going to constrict Tessa all that much. She's a, she's a ready-made character. She's a seasoned veteran, even at her young age. You know, I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of micromanaging of her. Right on. Uh, Mr. Wolverine, your thoughts. I love that. Now you're stuck with that. I hope Absolutely. You that. <laughs> hey chief, I see you out there also. I uh, hope you enjoyed the matches tonight out at uh, Neonopolis. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But, uh, Tessa, I think uh, WWE is exactly where she needs to go. Uh, the money's there. The notoriety's there. She's not going to make her name in AEW. Um, if you look at the talent that's in AEW, they've all had their run through WWE in mm-hmm. one form or another. Mm-hmm. And if you start looking at the ratings, I'm sorry to say this, but I was right. 
they're starting to tank because bottom line is they don't have a name entity. They got Chris Jericho. That's about it. No, no, wait a minute, because uh, AEW has been beating SmackDown and Raw in the ratings. All of them are tanking, but they're tanking quicker. Everybody's numbers are dropping yeah. week I after week. It's that time of year. That's why in the wrestling business, that's why Andre the Giant used to do the Battle Royals at the Christmas time, because that's the only way they put butts in seats. Well, and that that's a very, very good point, but it seems like the only wrestling product out there maintaining consistent ratings is NXT. Garbage numbers are still garbage numbers. <laughs> NXT is the wh- best thing on wrestling, like, all week. See, and, and another thing I actually got to bring up is, you know, I feel like the Nielsen ratings are an outdated institution in general because even myself, I watch all of my wrestling through through online streaming. Like, I don't even have a cable provider right now. I, I agree, I but they are, the- they are coming out with numbers that are combined numbers, and they're still mm-hmm. tanking. And DVRs. I mean, I don't even yes, watch yeah. the stuff live. True. A lot of time, I I don't even watch it. I tape it. I catch the news on the news feed as to what's going on that night, and then I totally delete the delete the video. But numbers like that, they they're all tanking. They're all going down. That's that's the bottom line. Matter of fact, I believe, and I may be off on this information. However, I believe it was this past Monday night. Might have been the Monday before, but the third hour was the, the worst. like the worst or like the third worst, whatever it was, in all of Raw TV history. Well, the third- because it had that wonderful. Divorce skit. It was garbage. I mean, I mean, Matt, you were funny in the chat group <laughs> when it was happening. What is this crap? <laughs> you know, I mean, who booked this crap? <laughs> why? Do, I, I guess what surprises me is with with the talent of Rusev. I'm not going to talk about Lashley because there was a lot of promise with Lashley, and I really never, I, in my opinion, I don't think he's delivered anywhere near in any of his runs with the WWE what people expected of him. But Rusev was a powerhouse. The Rusev Day thing, and the he should he said, not belong in that level of card. I will card. say one thing: Bobby Lashley's Impact run was really good. Well, I didn't say the Impact. I said WWE runs. Mm, I okay. think they just don't know how to book him. I well, could have could a be. good Impact run. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, could you just run? Yes. Or get the runs. <laughs> get the runs. Has anybody seen Jeff Harvey's match with or Jeff, Har- <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Hardy's Harvey. match oh, with uh, with Sting? With Sting yes. Yeah. Okay. We don't. That's one of the saddest matches in the history of professional. Like wrestling. I said, I could main event that. That's right. But <laughs> it, you know, be be that as it may, everybody's numbers are going down, and that that is concerned. But this thing with Rusev, I, I'm sorry, Rusev deserves better. What is what is Vince McMahon's fascination with cuckold storylines? I mean, you go from the from the Mike and Marie Canellis thing to now this Rusev Bobby Lashley Lana thing like and, and how many times I like I think somebody posted a meme on Twitter one of the one of the feeds I follow. It's like which Lana cheat storyline is your favorite? And it's like they showed the one with uh, Enzo. They showed a picture of her with Aiden oh English and now a picture of her and Bobby Lashley. It's like and the sad thing is is like you know, Rusev and Lana actually have one of the stronger marriages in I'm the surprised company. That they, I'm surprised they agreed to this kind of storyline, given what you just said. You know, I, yeah, they, like, if you follow them on Twitter, like, when they're not being in kayfabe, they're like, you know. Lovey-dovey, huggy-huggy. Huggy-huggy. You know, like, like, and they got in trouble. For, I, I think Vince is still salty over that botched Dolph Ziggler, you know, Summer Rae, like, switcheroo storyline <laughs> that got ruined because Rusev proposed. And they put it out there on Twitter. <laughs> they put it out there right. on social media. I don't think he's ever forgiven them for that, but it was a crap storyline to begin with. It's yeah. like true that. He like, does be- he he deserves better. Have you ever thought Rusev that might be Rusev deserves a lot better and I would not be surprised to see him he him AEW bound very very soon. Well, Aaron mentioned Rusev being a great talent or a good talent and I agree with him. Vince always has that 
I'm going to get over on you. And could this be the whole Eric Bischoff thing over again of, you know what, I'm going to kill your character. Yeah, that's exactly what it seems like. I see that because the whole Rusev day wasn't like a Vince McMahon creation, and that got over more than what Vince McMahon tried to do with him. So I think that made Vince McMahon kind of bitter. Well, the Rusev day thing was something that definitely upset him from all reports because, like you just said, it was not WWE created, and he seems to have had this mantra over the last five to ten years no one person is bigger than the WWE anymore. Well, you know, they didn't, they didn't, you know, it didn't stop them from making T-shirts and a calendar out of it. No, of making, course, they made money from making, it. Sure. Oh, they'll do the money make, grab for anything. Yeah, Vince yeah. will make money on anything. Right. Speaking of T-shirts, WWE's in a little bit of hot Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about that. That's not under a high hear voices, but you are right. Yeah. That whole that whole uh, Jordan Miley thing. Justin, see you out there, buddy. Uh, thank you for following as always. Please reshare us. Yes, Justin. Vince kills everything. Um, yeah, we'll talk <laughs> Such about good shit. We'll we'll, t- <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about uh, the shirt in a second. The other thing under I hear voices. I need that puppet. Possibly, maybe it's confirmed. We 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 actually talked about it on last week's show because we haven't heard much about it. But uh, John Morrison, Jomo. is he confirmed for WWE finally? Yes. And if so, where? He is officially confirmed, but there's no information regarding his debut date or informa- like information about where he's going. All right, Scott, you look like you had something. Well, from what I'm hearing, he's going to SmackDown. Okay. Uh, they want to do do the run. Fox wants him. He's got the TV. You know, he did his movie, but mm-hmm. he's plus he got did Survivor. Hollywood. Plus he did Survivor. Survivor. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Glow also. And uh, needless to say, he he would definitely star. But the problem is. Once again, he leaked it before Vince was supposed to, so a little bit of a kibosh there, but the contract signed. Right. Yeah. Matt. They're just waiting for the out of sight, out of mind, making me quiet for him. a while just to make this a surprise a surprise again. So where do you think where do you think if he lets you smack down as the topic of conversation, at what point or what show or what type of car uh, a storyline do we see him coming in? Hopefully I mean, hopefully not a cuckold storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Not less his. I could either seeing either teaming up with the Miz or that's what I said. Maybe he'll come in uh, Battle Royal in Saudi Arabia and challenge AJ for the United States title. That would be a good debut. But do you really think they would want to have him debut out in Saudi Arabia instead of here on U.S. soil? I know would it be big enough for him there for that card? Is anybody going to watch the Saudi show? I the time am, of it sucks. I'm working I'll it. I'll watch it at some point. I'm watching it tomorrow because I'll probably... It's what, 9 a.m. our time tomorrow or something? That's when the pre-show starts, Pre-show? Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I'm working. I'll, I'll track it on my Google I, I Gmail have t- I have tomorrow news off feed. like all day, so I'm probably going to sleep in and watch it. Is that all days? All day. Oh, all day. <laughs> uh, Sorry, <laughs> I, I've been watching a lot of letter Kenny, so I've been pluralizing words that Justin, need to be pluralized. Justin just shared another rumor that we can talk about. He hears that Edge is getting ready for Mania Return. Now, we've seen that possibly yeah. out there. Mm. Is that a rumor? Is that really happening? And if so, who would he be going up against at all, this point? Elias? All signs point to yes. It might be Elias because there's that you know feud they started a few weeks. But ago. But yeah, we haven't seen Elias in weeks. Has yeah, he been injured? Oh, oh yeah, no, he's got a busted ankle. Oh okay. Like he straight up broke his ankle. Ooh. Yeah. Justin, the blues. Blues. not straight up break your ankle. <laughs> right. That's it's like being pregnant. You're no, semi-pregnant, no, 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 semi-broken. It's, it's not a sprain. It's not a high ankle sprain. No, like it's, it's, it's a true break. I, honestly, it, it I think Ed should stay retired. Maybe do some cameos here and there. Yeah. He's been out of the limelight for five plus years. Uh, actually, longer than that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, close. Eight. And 
you know, it's, it'd be like watching Goldberg come back. See, Why? No, 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 no. It would not be like watching Goldberg. See, Goldberg was already old when he hit WWE. Oldberg. Edge. Oldberg, yeah. True. Edge, not, not Gilberg. Edge was cut down in the prime of his, like, the his prime years. Like, he was still in his, like, early to mid-30s when he had to retire. That means he's in mid-40s now. Yeah. So, so I, I think I'm his days are can, past him. I don't. I don't. And he still looks, I mean, I just saw him on Vikings. He looked like he was in tremendous shape. Uh, he still, keep, you know, he's still keeping up appearances. And he but aren't you one of those people that want to see the young talent succeed? I do, but Edge has always been very generous. Okay, so you're a mark over. for Edge. <laughs> I'm a mark for Edge. Okay. So let's cut to the chase. If you want to see the younger generation make their mark, you got to get them in the ring. You got to give them the mic in front of them and get them the experience that they deserve. Because if you keep bringing the old farts back. And I'm going to put it out there that do not deserve to have. I'm sorry. I'm a mar uh, mark for Ric Flair. Okay. He does not deserve to have a team, nor does Hogan. The only reason it's it's the Saudi prince paying it. That's right. But you got to give the younger generation the, the opportunity. Because if you keep bringing in the Hall of Famers to take an hour segment out of a three-hour show, they ain't going to get anywhere. Hogan's not really doing much to put over Ricochet or Shorty no. G and all that stuff uh, as it is. Like you said, Flair and Hogan, they're just names because the Saudi wants them. Thank God Hogan is actually going to get there after his scary flight situation. Did you True. hear about yes, that? Absolutely. He's lucky he's going to get there. Uh, and Kurt, yeah, his his land his plane had to land in Iceland and it burned up the tires and the brakes and they're lucky they stopped safely on the tarmac. Wow. Brock Lesnar, believe it or not, was also on, that on his private plane went and picked them up so they can finish the trip to Saudi Arabia. Oh wow. Um, Justin uh, shares with us in his opinion the Saudi show is going to suck anyway, and in his opinion Botchberg <laughs> is nothing compared to Edge. So, um, yeah. well, I just want to see Edge in the ring. Can he carry? Carry, because we Edge all know does, Edge, Edge has a better spear. But bottom line, Edge, we all know him up here. Where he left, unfortunately, is he still up there? Because I can tell you this: if he doesn't come back up here, the fans will turn on him. Mm -hmm. Look so, what they look what they did to Taker and Goldberg absolutely. after their match in Saudi Arabia. Absolutely, and the Hardys. And the Hardys. So All right. The, the Hardys are still over like Rover wherever you go. Though. But they've I, redone their gimmick. They I, have. Well, I, that, I love the broken gimmick. Yes. So, I, I think everybody's I, tired of Jeff and his issues because every true. time he has his issues, it, keep, it, it just mutes. Their progress as a yep. team, even though they started separating when they had Matt with uh, Bray Wyatt and all that. Mm -hmm. But every time they start gaining some momentum with his issues, and, and I'm not saying this about Jeff, got, get well, do what you got to do. But unfortunately, it hurts the Hardys in their prominence, in their name, I think, Matt. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you not think, because the last 10, five, well, not 10, but five, four years, they haven't done much because of Jeff's issues. Well, yeah. I would I would say less Jeff, more Senior Benjamin. So, Well, Man, I mean, oh, if you don't Matt, want to use the Hardys Let me get Matt in there. Stop. Okay. I'm going to tag in the mannequin. I'm tagging in. <laughs> I'm tagging Matt in. I'm tagging Matt in. Wait, you replaced me with a mannequin head last we, week? You were, you were if head. you watch the show, you were, were head. head. Well, we, what, what does everybody want? Head. What we does were, everybody need? We were Al Snow all together. Anyway, Matt, your thoughts. I think it does hurt like the tag team as a whole because it seems like whenever like one member of one tag team like gets injured or gets suspended, the other one automatically gets off TV. So you hurt one, you basically hurt both. Correct. Yeah, I mean, like, like with the revival, like, you know, one of them got hurt, and then like right as he was about to return, the other one got hurt, and it's yeah, yeah. when they had the broken jaw issue and all of that. Yeah. But now here's one. But here's gonna be one exception to that rule. Xavier Woods is gonna be out for a year because he got hurt in Australia. 
you know they're not disbanding Big E and Kofi. You know what though? Oh no. They they can have like they can put Woods into a management role and still have him be a mouthpiece for Oh, I'm day. sure they will once he's mobile. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. I mean, but theoretically his activity is we won't see him anywhere near Are you ring. Kidding? He's going to come out in a rainbow colored wheelchair and we But he's not going to come right out right away because first of all, from a safety issue, unless he's somewhat able to take care of himself even in the wheelchair prop liability, I wouldn't want him anywhere near ring. Even come out on Come out on the ramp with the guys and then turn around and go back until you're 100% cleared to do something if, God forbid, you want to put that in the storyline. You even said on Twitter you're just going to see him in a lot of Comic-Cons and a lot of right. streaming on Up, Up, Down, Down. That's it. That's all he should do at the beginning. All right, let's move on from I Hear Voices, and this is going to be a great segue because let's focus on some issues before we let's, – let's talk about some Saudi things before we talk about the Jordan Miles T-shirt debacle. Okay, Crown Jewel, let's talk about the quick preview, and I'm just going to go over some of the matches that you have outlined here. We have The Fiend versus Rollins. Fury and Strowman, Velasquez versus Lesnar, Hogan versus Flair, the team, the Battle Royale winner, uh, 20-man Battle Royale winner will face AJ Styles for the title, tag team turmoil, and Mansoor versus Cesaro, just some of the headlines there. Gentlemen, pick your match, and let's let's see what you got to say about that. I want to talk about, (laughs) (laughs) I'll talk about Strowman versus uh, Tyson Fury, kind of looking forward to seeing it, because... I've heard nothing but good things out of the performance center of what Tyson Fury's doing, so it might turn into a lot better than what people think it is. You know, honestly, um, I actually gained newfound respect for that whole match uh, because I was talking to a buddy of mine actually at the bar the other night about it who's a huge boxing fan. He's a huge Tyson Fury fan, and he was giving me his (laughs) take on it. Um, Apparently, Tyson Fury is a huge wrestling fan. He was a wrestler in high school and college. Like, like, you know, before he transitioned to boxer, he wanted to be like an amateur wrestler. So he's got some background. He's taken some bumps before. So I thought he was just going in there like, you know, green as goose crap. But apparently, he's actually got some, you know, wrestling background. Uh, he just, you know, boxing was the, you know. Did you see the run-ins? The run-ins were pretty terrible, but. I will say one thing. That's the easiest thing to do. At least he respects the business, though. You know, he's not just coming. He's not if you ask Titus O'Neil running down the ramp's not an easy thing exactly. to do. Right? Um, <laughs> did you hear the pop he got at the second Saudi event when he made it to the ring? Yeah, well, I think it was the funniest thing. And he, yeah. and I'll tell you what, he did a great job handling that and the fun. And, and he made fun of himself. But yeah. I'll tell you what, that's one lucky guy. And I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to go yeah. off on this. But he fell, and he went under that oh ring. Oh, my God. He could have hit his head on so much. Oh, he I, got very lucky. I think Hornswoggle stopped him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, you know, like, I thought it was just going to be another Big Show versus Mayweather situation where they're only bringing in a big-name boxer for money, for the draw, and the, the guy doesn't have any respect for the business, doesn't know crap about wrestling. And even when I went to the press conference a few weeks ago, I was unsure what the rules of this would be, whether it be a wrestling match or a boxing match. But now that I have a lot more information on it, I, I do. it is a match I am kind of looking forward to now. Um, I do kind of want to see what Tyson Fury can do in the ring. I think it's all gimmick. I hate that these guys are part of the story. It takes away from progression of their own stories. You want to bring Dominic in? Find a better wrestling storyline than having Velasquez come in and protect his dad, and then he gets beaten up. I hate the crossover. I I just think it it just doesn't do the wrestling profession justice unless he's giving up boxing and he's going to become a wrestler full-time. Okay, so so yeah, Tyson Fury is more gimmicky than... than, But from what I heard, Cain Velasquez has actually signed a long-term deal. He's, He's sticking around. He's gonna be. Okay. He's gonna be here to stay. All right, we'll see. So, which is, I can almost see him winning and taking the belt off of Brock. Matt, pick your match. Pick I your just match. Did. It was Strowman versus. Yeah. Yes, you Fury. did. Wolverine, pick your match. 
Honestly, I think it's, it, it's going to cover two of our topics. Lacey versus uh, Natalia. Okay. First ever in Saudi Arabia. That's a huge coup for wrestling in general because for those who don't know the political ramifications, the um, thing about women in pro wrestling and any major telecast in Saudi, uh, especially if they have show any body parts or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, is taboo. And... I, I think that's a huge coup that Vince has scored, and it's going to do justice for the the women, give them some notoriety, and I think having Natalia and uh, Lacey together, I think they can uh, pull off the show. I, I actually think those are two really good choices. I, I know I remember a few years ago when they they did the women's match in what was it Abu Dhabi or Dubai? Yeah, um, it's Dubai. And it was uh, it was uh, Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. They came out wearing pretty much like full body suits. Yep, true. Like they covered everything. And I feel like Lacey Evans especially has a more, you know, she's got a very conservative look to it. And like, that's her whole gimmick is being classy. Not until so, she gets in the ring and you got the uh, pantyhose right. up the legs and the <laughs> seam and I don't know. I don't, the, I, the thing no. is, you basically have, like, in the eyes of the world, you know, even though she's a heel, she's being billed as like this all-American, you know, they, they really like to push her military experience, you know, you know, because... You know, Lacey was a, was a Marine in good standing. Um, she's a family woman. She's a mother. I really think, like, she's the right image we want to, you know, if we're going to put out there, like, you know, if, if Saudi Arabia is trying to promote, like, equality for women and more rights for women, then why not have the master of the woman's right out there, the all-American girl against the all-Canadian girl? You know, both of them are really good ambassadors for their countries, respectively. I think it's a really good pairing. They've already proven they can put together, you know, they've worked together many times before in the ring in such a short time. I think this is, like, of of all the women on the roster, I think these two are the right ones to kind of introduce on a global scale. You know, basically got Miss America versus Lady Canada. To me, I'm surprised surprised one of the lady champs are not over there performing. Why would they not want the champions over there? I mean, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, Natty, she is the trusted veteran and will not do anything, you know, improper to hurt Mm -hmm. WWE or image. Lacey, I don't know. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think you're giving her more credit than she deserves. She's still pretty raw in the ring. She's not not as technically talented as as Natty is. And I think if you want to avoid any issues or any problems. Natty's a veteran. She can carry her. Yeah, I have to agree for once, I guess, uh, <laughs> with Johnny. Uh, you have Natalia, who's a classy veteran. Uh, Lacey does need some work. She's unpolished. But I think the other ladies are too outspoken. Yeah, Becky and that would be could, way too that, racy. That could be, uh, well, not racy, but I think they're, they could be out, too outspoken on how they're treated or do something, and it could backfire on the entire organization if any one of them does anything out of character or out of line and you know crawl before you walk before you run bring, bring i agree with aaron i think it's a little like safe of a move picking those two because you know they're gonna have a safe kind of boring match honestly i mean we'll, if we'll, like your first match in like a new country it should be like sasha versus alexa because they can tear the house down if you're gonna put like two women out for like all these people to see you want them to be like holy crap this needs to be like a real right. thing. I mean, do you really think we're going to see Lacey pull her tissue out of her breast like no. she does? No. I mean, no. So part of her gimmick they have to clean up and not do because of that. Well, I mean, they'll, have to clean up, they'll have to clean up, clean up her gimmick, but I feel like the way they can market her and package her out there. Hey, there's no marketing and package. That's what the prince wants to see. He's going to yeah. see it. It doesn't do 
the overall. I'm just saying. No, if, nobody watches. If you saw a picture of Lacey Evans and not don't know her gimmick, don't know anything about her, and said that, oh, this is the All-American girl in a wrestling match, you would not dispute that. Right, but that would kill her entire character it coming would, back to the U.S. But they don't care about character in Saudi Arabia. But the U.S. does, I mean, or the rest of the world that has seen the show does. So that's why they have to be very careful with that. All right, let me ask Just one. like a regular Southern girl. I think Alexa Bliss is more like the All-American girl. Before Bailey turned, Bailey was the All-American yes. look no. person yeah. before she turned. Yeah. Yeah. All right, one last question regarding uh, Saudi Arabia and the impact it's going to have on SmackDown. Crazy travel schedule because as soon as they're done performing in Saudi Arabia, they're packing their bags, getting back on a plane, turning right back around, flying direct to Buffalo to put on SmackDown. Any side effects or ill effects of that travel do you think will affect <laughs> There's going to be a lot of promos on SmackDown. There's going to be jet lag. Uh, I feel like we'll see Sami Zayn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's a SmackDown show, you've got Alexa, who didn't make the trip. Neither did Sasha. True. Daniel I think Bryan doesn't I, make those trips. I, I think they'll wow. definitely lean heavy on the people that did not go over. said Aleister Black's not allowed in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Aleister Black's not allowed. Sami Zayn's because not of his allowed. Get, I mean, because, oh, because, because, of his, oh, because of the tattoos. No, and no, just because of that one tattoo. Right. He's got... He's got the tattoo of Lilith on the back, right? Which is, uh, you know, all about what? like the female devil, the female empowerment. Wasn't now I understand where Lilith got her name on Cheers. Yep, the devil. <laughs> well, just, just ask okay. Frazier. You two are too young for little, Cheers. Little, I'm not. I, I, I <laughs> That's why they have reruns. Don't count. <laughs> I was. I watched the finale live, and I was like in double digits. Twelve does not count. <laughs> Months. <laughs> Months. Are you kidding? Cliff Clavin's one of my favorite pop culture icons of Cliff Clavin. Cliff Clavin. Okay. That know-it-all mailman. No, but I will, <laughs> I, I will say one thing, like, uh, you know, like a little biblical history lesson here. Lilith was historically the first wife of Adam before Eve. And basically, Lilith has gone down as being too wild and too out of control. So God shipped her off to the land of Nod and kicked her out of paradise first and made Eve from Adam's rib. So that's where you get the whole, you know, the myth of Lilith, and Lilith was the original symbol of female empowerment. Because I hate to say it, the way she's written in biblical texts is that Lilith... Here's the collection Lil plate. Can we just <laughs> move on? No, like, Lilith, <laughs> Lilith was... I'll put in the dollar. She was too woke. She was the original <laughs> feminist. <laughs> you know? She was the original... Here's a hundred. Let's just yeah. change the subject. Right. Right. Yeah. Rabbi Johnny will be back on his pulpit next week. I'll take that. I'll change the subject to whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about something... <laughs> Raw, Any, did anybody expect the heel turn on Paige by the Kabuki oh, Warriors? They, they turned heel weeks ago when they spat Green Mist in, in Nikki Cross's face. Was they it, did, was but nobody was booing them. I they had to say, finally do something to make people start booing. They, they've been right. doing heelish things for weeks now, even when they cut their promo on NXT against uh, Tegan Knox and, uh, and Dakota Kai. I saw that earlier. So, like, you know, they've been heel for a few weeks. To me, the Green Mist, though, when she first used the Green Mist that I saw, I don't think it came across as a heel turn. I, I just... I did not take it as a as as an eventual heel turn. I took it as something that they did, rightfully or wrongfully, just like you know the way Daniel Bryant behind the ref's back gave AJ a crotch shot to get the title. But whatever, mm -hmm. to me, going that far, bringing Paige back after not being on TV for so long, made sense. The whole yeah, turn made yeah. a lot of sense. But how many of you really saw it coming Monday oh, night? Oh, I did on Monday night. Oh yeah. Okay. But how are they going to use Paige now? They've they've invested in her. She's got a long term contract. Absolutely, she can't wrestle. So what? She's on WWE backstage. Yeah, now. yeah, what, she's on the talk show. Honestly, what benefit I can see, is I can see her managing. I can see her as a Who? manager. Who that I, she's going to start a feud with? Because it has to be something against the Kabuki Warriors. 
Unless she, unless because the promo she didn't that they did in NXT with those other girls that tonight, maybe Paige is going to take those two Knox uh, and the other girl under her wing to go against the Kabuki Warriors. Valid point. I can see that. You know. So, all right. I wanted to make that point, and then I wanted to talk on team accent. <laughs> uh, where was the other? Jo- okay, no, no, that's not what I wanted to see. That's what I wanted to talk. I mean. How much more of this 24-7 belt do we really need to digest? None. Anybody? I'm over it. It's I'm over o- with. I'm over the 24-7 belt. Enough of that. I was done when Foley brought it out. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. Uh, wow. Do you realize, didn't didn't R-Truth hold that title longer than John Cena or Ric Flair being a heavyweight champion? I mean, he yeah. held it like 16 times I as think, well, I right? I think he's in the 20s now. Is he in the 20s? I mean, come on. It's enough of that he's thing. He's like a 21-time champ. He's okay. Like, why, but, why? but right now, Sunil Singh is the current champ. So. Yeah, Sing, Sing Brothers. Okay. Does one of our customers actually have two earrings? Yes. Okay. <laughs> on one side. Don't you notice how his head is listing? Yes. Because he's got it on one side there. <laughs> Why did everybody make a big Did I miss something? Why did everybody make a big deal about the Iconics returning to the ring? Forget uh, who they faced. Uh, for one, we haven't seen them in months, and I love the Iconics. So. No, we haven't seen them since they lost the belts, right? Pretty no, much? No, no, no. I mean, they, they made a few sporadic appearances after that. But, uh, but yeah, pretty much since WrestleMania. Okay. I, I never loved them. I didn't like their over-the-top gimmick of the, the – I mean, I know they're Australian and all that, but to me they were just too over-the-top. But that's me. I, they were a little bit more toned down in NXT, and I kind of got my love for them in, in NXT. Um, you know, when once they hit main roster, it's like Vince is like – Vince being Vince is like, turn that up to 11. All right. It's good shit. Before, okay, I have one last thing, and then I want to go into something I saw online, which we'll break down before we go into it. Number one, positive note, John Cena donated $500,000 to first responders into their fund uh, for the California fi- California fires. Mm-hmm. This this continues to be reasons why WWE could never turn Cena into, into a heel. When he does stuff like this and the Make-A-Wish and everything else, I mean, Aleister Black... Did something. He also took care of some some uh, bullying situation. I just read today. Uh, was it the rock? No, not wrestling. This is not wrestling. But LeBron James sent a taco truck to right. all the first responders. But you know something like Cena donating money like this and doing what he's done for Make a Wish. It's stuff like this that you just would could have never turned him heel. Absolutely. Speaking from being a first responder, which I am, and so is my wife. Um, it, it was a great gesture. You don't know what it's like to be a spouse or be part of a family of a first responder, not knowing if they're coming home, what they're doing, how long they're going to be gone. It puts them under tremendous. uh, You have those firefighters fighting in some of their neighborhoods, watching their own homes go down in flames. So God bless John Cena for that. Absolutely. Um, Unfortunately, I saw that and then I saw a lot of trolling and I just for some reason trolling get a job do something get a life You know saying well is the check gonna bounce? I saw that that. It's like really people get a life, you know You wish you could write a check like that and not have it bounce You you know look yourself in the mirror You know if you are a first responder or a wife or a husband of a first responder and they Mm -hmm. didn't come home Because they died saving somebody else's home how would you feel so you know what drop the mic shut up get a job god bless john cena and the guys that do that kind of charity work all right drop the mic so that gives me the opening to move on first let me remind everybody thank you for watching thoughts count anywhere where we come to you live every wednesday 7 to 8 p.m pacific time only right here on facebook live coming to you from the home of power play sports and collectibles um if you missed the show live you have many outlets with which you can catch the show number one of course as soon as we're done here facebook live stores it your first opportunity to rewatch or share with everybody is right here. However, 
the man who has set up our social media outlets and every other place in the world. I don't think he's left any rock unturned. <laughs> I think we're on just about every possible site. Mr. Matt, please share with us where else people can hear our podcasts. You can find the videos on YouTube, and then you can find the audio on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, <laughs> SoundCloud, We're on Pandora, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you listen to music. And you just, can listen to us. And just simply look up Thoughts Count Anywhere, right? And look up Thoughts Count Anywhere, right on. and we'll pop up. There you go. Oh, and Google Play. Did you mention Google Play? Google Play, yeah. You did Google mention Google Podcasts. Google yeah. po- I was so excited when you asked for help, and I found us out there this week. <laughs> <laughs> Which and I forgot stupid I Stupid Apple phones won't let you download Google Podcasts. And, and we're on, and we're on uh, the YouTubes now, too. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, you can catch us up on YouTube as well. Excellent. So we're all over the place. Again, please subscribe to our Facebook page. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel so that every time an upload is up there, you'll get a notification. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Exactly right. All right. Now, a couple other quick things I want to mention real fast if I can. Uh, 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 Scott, talk about Saturday again with uh, the Blanchards. Give that another shout-out if you would real quickly. Uh, with the Blanchards, both Tessa and Tully will be here at the store signing autographs this Saturday from 12 to 2. Tickets are on sale here at the store, $25 an autograph. Uh, you get to have an autograph uh, for the photo op price of $40. You get the autograph in the combo, and uh, which is a photo op. Uh, and, you know, if you buy both of them, cost you, you know, 40 bucks each. But I will throw in the father, daughter, and you or your family photo, too. So you can get one of each and the combo Pose, make, I guess you would call it. Makes a great Christmas card. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you get two generations of wrestlers that are one's Hall of Fame, one is destined to be a great wrestler. She already is. And, you know, come and enjoy the time here at the Power Play and the beautiful Boulevard Mall, who's done a great job at remodeling, great movie theater across the way. Stop by. Now, I feel bad sharing this because it's happening at the same time, but Twin Brothers from Different Mothers, my other podcast, we are celebrating one year on the air Saturday. From 12 to 2, down at Portnoy Gallery, 1537 West Oakey. So come here, get your autographs from the Blanchards, and come on down over to Portnoy Gallery and come share with us our one-year celebration. We have give we have giveaways, which, by the way, four of our giveaways are courtesy of PowerPlay Sports. Two $25 gift cards and not one but two autographed Golden Knight hockey pucks, one by Brian Reeves and one from... Um, Braden McNabb, Braid McNabb. So we have that's just part of it. Want to thank Ryan Reeves? Yes. Okay. Go <laughs> Knights, go. Exactly. So after you're done here getting autographs, come on over to the. We're gonna have uh, food. I want to thank uh, Oscar um, uh, Sanchez and Oscar's Catering and uh, Jane's Bakery, Chef Jane's Bakery, all gluten free. They are providing food for our in studio guests. Okay. Um, so I saw online. I shared this on our page this week, which I thought was just an interesting story. The top ten wrestlers Boy. that Bobby Heenan managed over the years and i don't know if you guys opened the article or not or had a chance to really kind of go through it, but i jotted down the the list and i'm only going to i'm going to split this over the remaining time i don't want to give all 10 so i'm going to start from the bottom and i'm going to give the first three number 10 uh no maybe yes, i did, did justin call him. no I, well you know it's ryan my, reeves it's my it's my jersey accent yes. what can i tell you number 10 this is this is one i did not know because this was pre me watching but number 10 on the list was black jack lanza Okay, anybody want, uh-huh. quickly can speak about Blackjack? Because I've never really seen him perform. He was a name before me. No, I mean, he's one of the original Blackjacks, Blackjack Mulligan. So. Okay, number nine. <laughs> Paul, thanks, guys. Number nine, Paul Erndorf. And number eight, Haku. Ah, uh, King Haku. Yeah, I mean, one that's the, backstage one of the toughest we, men alive. We could do an entire hour of podcasting on the legend of Haku. 
and and <laughs> you and I, Johnny, had a chance to actually shake hands and say hello to him at CAC this past oh, year. He's We're, a very nice guy, but I do not. But he had this air about him. I don't want to piss him off. No, 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 no. You just know that going in, you don't want to look at him cross. Right. So I'll go over the rest of the list uh, throughout the remaining time of the show. But I just thought that the list and, and that was, was pretty uh, was pretty interesting to share. I, I think Haku should be higher on that list personally. I don't know who put the list together. I did not. I did not see who, where the list came from, but. Um, I'm sure when you think about it, number one will probably not be too hard to think about. But I disagree with number one. Do you really? Yes. Okay. Well, when we get there, it'll be yeah. interesting conversation. All right, Indy Corner. Well, we got to talk about Jordan Miles. It's it's. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Okay. It's yes, Jordan Miles. Most controversial hot yes. button issue. Which I which I think is up. blown overboard, but that's just me. But go yeah, ahead. Well, how is for those blown, who don't know, how is it blown overboard? I mean, okay. So for those who don't know, um, WWE produced a shirt for Jordan Miles that looks very very similar to the little black sambo doll and implications of blackface and just the way they're marketing uh, for those who don't know jordan miles was known for years on the indie scene as ach wrestled in ring of honor wrestled in impact like all over the world japan you know he's a very very he was a very highly touted indie prospect and since he's and he's made a splash in nxt he won the nxt breakout tournament um, he's been getting a lot of TV time, and then just over let's the last talk time. about the controversy. The controversy now is that the T-shirt they've marketed is very offensive, and he's not happy about it. He's dug his heels in. He's making a stand against it because you know is he, he going to get down on one knee too. I'm just saying. No, he's I'm not. Gonna, he's not going to get down. <laughs> mammy, mammy. Anyway, you know, all I know is that he he put out he put out his tweet a lot of other a lot of other black uh, super stars uh, are supporting him in this um, right, realistically though as part of the story came out mm-hmm. creative or whoever put this shirt out there without him knowing said so that's the yeah. story that i read realistically okay would any star not have any input into a shirt to some degree that would something like this come out now well that's just it it's, it's showing that they don't that they just crank them out without him you know without i disagree they have to sign off on their merch and would it would the shirt have been such a hot topic if it was on a white shirt versus and most wrestling shirts are black because that was my first thought yes it may come across hard but all wrestling shirts are pretty much black with the logo on it would it be as bad if it was on white or gray for that matter i I think it i think it piggybacks off of how they're using his kick because even like when commentary's talking about him they don't talk about his indie pedigree they don't talk about it they, all they talk about how he's he's just a happy-go-lucky black guy coming down to to wrestle to wrestle because it's his dream to re- like basically it's it's very typecast it's very you know like can they not build you know because if you look at his character if you look at cedric alexander's character if you look at you know titus o'neill's character they're all very very similar and tight i'm like is this all creative has for their black wrestlers that are not, i mean you can't really lump the new new day in there because they've kind of built their own thing you know but it took years they're the most lucky go happy ones of them all yeah but i mean <laughs> but they took that gimmick and ran with it but i mean it, it just shows like pancakes for everyone it just shows like do we not have anything else for our superstars of color? Like it's, it's it goes back to the whole Rusev thing. Like, oh, Rusev is from Bulgaria. He's automatically a foreign heel. I think the only one who's broken that mold so far is Ali, because originally when the, when Ali first came out, you could tell they clearly wanted to position him as a heel, and he kind of did a work shoot where he's like, no, don't judge me because my name is Mustafa Ali. I know when you hear that name, 
you know, you think well, I'm that's, a terrorist. That's what's historically been in wrestling, mm -hmm. is you have the heel from Russia or, you know, a foreign country because it's, you know, bad. They, they bill it as bad versus, you know, good versus evil and that well, type Hogan, of thing. Well, Hogan and uh, the Iron Sheik was Absolutely. probably the biggest one in the yeah, modern but, era. But again, that was a different era. It's, you know, wrestling's trying to be more globally accepted and more, you know, you're trying to reach out to, you're trying to reach out to Saudi Arabia you know, they're trying you, to reach the snowflakes. How are you going to reach? How are you going to reach Saudi Arabia if all of your, you know, for lack of a better term, all of your, you know, your brown people are bad? How, how about you, you know? just take wrestling for what it is? I, I'm trying. I don't. To. Know, I think they handled Jinder Mahal pretty nicely. Yeah. with the title for close to a year. It, well, I mean, he, they gave him the, the the Bret Hart treatment where he was like a heel anywhere but India. Well, that, I wouldn't. That, you, you guys going to go to your home country? Of course, they're not going to position him as a heel. But I mean. Kofi Kingston. I mean, these are guys that have gotten know. their shot. Look at backstage. Rodden Simmons, one of the you know first black world champion. You know, people forget. If people think Vince McMahon's racist, I mean, it's like watching you know CNN. I'm sorry. I don't think he's, um, don't think he's racist. I think he's out of touch. Uh, I'm well, touch. people have been saying that forever. But. I think Ro he's got I'm sorry. Who, who's the biggest star in Hollywood? Granted, he's not fully African American, but he is the biggest name. Oh, the Probably could run for president and win. Uh, he did in WWTK uh, twenty. <laughs> that was actually. But in don't, the don't don't forget, <laughs> tag team champions. You had Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Yeah. So, uh -huh. if you perform and do your job. You will get promoted, yeah, and you will be successful. Yeah, but he also had Tony Atlas come out as Saba Simba, which was probably one of the top ten most offensive gimmicks in the history. Absolutely, of and so and Star Wars had Jar Jar Binks. Okay, I mean, you know, stop what, being a snowflake. So, grow I'm up. Not being a snowflake, I'm saying, <laughs> if you want to make it, if you want do to make your it job, marketable to the world. If you want, you can send your comments to the following email, ladies and gentlemen. No, so but let me ask you a question. How do we talk about percentage of certain ethnic groups playing baseball or football or whatever? What is the percentage of African-American wrestlers performing, and I'll just use the WWE, in relation to their overall roster? If it's a small percentage, then, of course, you're going to have smaller opportunities all relative say, to, to what's there. If, we, if you use minorities, I would say it's pretty even across the board. Yeah. In, in terms of percentages? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that means if you've got all these different heritage being represented – and you yeah, want to try, to, right? But if you want to try to get them into all these major storylines, you can only do that with so many people at a time. We Thank can't you, get, Chief. We we can't get them all in there at the same time. Bobo Brazil, yeah, there you go. Yep, some great names out there. Anyway, point well taken. But to me, would there would the uproar have been as big if it was on a white or gray shirt versus the impression we got from black? I find it hard to believe that he didn't have anything to say at some point about the shirt going out. I've never heard a shirt going out prior to this where the wrestler supposedly didn't know what was going on with his likeness and his name. And yeah. was it a setup? Maybe since the ratings are or going down, line. they're just trying to create controversy. Yeah, storyline, right? To get storyline, like yeah. get more viewers, see I, what racially thing they're going to do next. <laughs> that's right, Matt, that's a, that's a great point uh, as well. All right, Indie Corner. Let's go to the Indie Corner. Guys, you have a couple of topics on there real quickly. Let's touch on them. Matt, why don't you lead us off with uh, whichever one you want to talk about. Uh, I was reading the Ring of Honor results from when they were in the UK, and during one of the matches, Jay Lethal broke his arm. And that's very unfortunate. He's one of their top stars. Yeah. It's one of the actually people that brings them money, and they're, they're few and far between at Ring of Honor. Yeah, and that's, uh, and wow, like Jay Lethal is like their, he's their John Cena. He's the, the cornerstone of their, 
of their promotion. So, all right, speedy recovery. <laughs> Next, you have Matt Tavern resign resigns with ROH. Bad, well, I mean that's good because I won't have to see him on WWE or AEW TV screens anytime. <laughs> Taven is trash. <laughs> all right, there you go. How do you uh, really feel? Yeah, really. Don't, don't hold I think back. You've been very honest this whole show. I was say, don't, I just, don't I, hold back. I've never liked Matt Taven. I don't like him in the ring. I don't like his character. I just, I, he's, just, he's trash. He's a garbage person. Justin threw in a question, which Johnny, I'm gonna uh, obviously have you address because you, I don't have it. I'm sure Scott doesn't have it. I don't know if Matt has it. 2K20, WWE 2K20. Oh, you do have it. Yeah, yeah, I have it. His question is how hard it is. He obviously is not a fan of the the new game. Um. You have 60 seconds to answer. Uh, the new game is trash. Uh, there are a few. There, there's a few flashes of potential, but it's glitchy as all hell. I don't like the new control scheme. Graphics, graphically, it looks like it took a step down. Yeah, Renee Young's not happy with the way she's portrayed in that thing. Well, I mean, no. She looks should awful be, in it. She looks awful. Like everybody looks awful in it. It's it's. The Rock I, should go to his and, lawyer. And 2K19 <laughs> looks so good. Looks so polished. You know, and I understand with a change of developers because I know Yuke's pulled out. You know, and they're probably going to be doing the. From what I heard, they're doing the AEW game, um, but yeah, uh, it's it's such a step down. Which, you know, and like there's some puzzling roster omissions, like Leo Rush and Killian Dane. You know, guys that are still with the company and were in last year, so they still have the assets. They didn't even have to do mo- new mocap. They could have kept them in. Thanks, Matt. Chief. Yep. <laughs> Matt, you're. <laughs> Sorry, 60 seconds is up. All right. Matt, I'll give you 60 seconds. Thomas is timing. (laughs) Go. Apparently. Go. It's a really good, it's actually a good game, but there's just a lot of glitches in it. So, so there's like a point where you roll somebody up and Charlotte just goes like 500 miles an hour around the ring. I don't oh, get it. Uh, so Ricochet was doing his entrance. I was doing My 60 seconds, goddamn. Oh, sorry, it. I just, this is a glitch. That I had Thomas, to I need a wrestling belt. I need right a ringside belt. <laughs> you can do an hour-long podcast on just 2K20. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've officially gone off the rail here on Thoughts Count Anywhere. You can restart your 60 seconds. Thomas, I need a wrestling, I need a ring bell. That's what I want to put here on the table. We actually had one like this weekend too, and I was like, I need to bring that to the show. Yes, I want it here on the table so that when every segment ends, I ring the bell like a match and we move on. I actually pulled my hamstring off. (laughs) Call 911 for Scott. All right, we're on the injured reserve. Oh, my goodness. All right. I want to go, while you guys catch your breath, I want to go back to my li- my list and cover a couple of guys on there. So, number seven, the number seven ranked Bobby Heenan uh, wrestler that he managed was Harley Race. Number six was Andre the Giant. Num- number five was uh, the Brain Busters, the only tag team mentioned on here. Tully and Arn. Arn and Ted, right? And then I'll go to number four, and we'll save the top three towards the end. Rick Rude was number four. I'm sorry, but Andre not being in the top three is just an insult. I'm, I mean, what is one of the most memorable segments in the history of professional wrestling was when, was when he turned Andre heel and Andre ripped off Hogan's necklace. Yep. And broke his, broke his uh, cross. Why, and, brother, why? Right, exactly, exactly. Like, like, people, your casual wrestling fan, if you ask him, you know, who, who did Bobby the Brain Heenan famously manage, their first guess is going to either be, you know, it's either gonna be Ric Flair or Andre the Giant. You know, I wonder if the same people made this list that tried to say last week that Brock Lesnar is one of the best talkers in all of wrestling. <laughs> uh, that's the reason Heyman's around. That's right. right. That's right. 
Uh, also, Justin agrees, first of all, Haku should be higher on the list, and he also agrees that Andre should be in the top three. All right, uh, I'll get to the final three here as we start wrapping up here soon. All right, let's go to – I'm gonna I'm looking at the impact in AEW. I think we actually inadvertently kind of took care of everything there, uh, except for some AEW highlights. Uh, Cody Jericho contract signing, uh, SCU versus Lucha Brothers for tag titles. The Bucks and Omega take on Evans, Angelico, and Sabian. And Page versus Guevara. Is that Diamond Dallas Page? Yeah. Adam Page. Oh, oh okay. Adam Page. I was no, just, Page. I know. No, no. But DDP did get involved in an angle last week. Um, yes. It's not uh, hard to keep track of AEW storylines. I have a one. <laughs> uh, a storyline. Get it together, guys. Thomas Glenn says, uh, asks, <laughs> and that's Chief, Andre the, is Andre the biggest draw ever in wrestling? If you read this, I finally watched the HBO special that they did on Andre about a year or so. Worldwide, maybe so. Yeah. yeah. In the I 70s mean, and 80s, hands down. There's no question. He was brought in all over the world simply as a draw for a guy was, what, seven like, five, 500, whatever? Like I mentioned, uh, during the Christmas season, every indie, or not indie, uh, territory would bring in Andre. Right on. To put butts in seats because of the Battle Royals, and it would literally save their goose of losing money during the holidays. Hey, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Chief, I, I agree with that. All right. So, um, contracts. Are, what are we expecting from all of these storylines? I mean, what, what's the new faction that Jericho now has? Inner with Circle. Inner Circle. Now that AEW has filed a, a, a copyright now on that logo, uh, all this stuff. Um, it's pretty are we really cool. seeing, again, let me ask you a question in general. Are we really seeing anything new coming out of AEW that they promised they were going to be different yes. than WWE? Nope. Yes, they are. Okay, give me one thing that you can think of that's making them different than WWE. They promised the best tag division in professional wrestling, and I have not been disappointed with uh, any of the tag team matches I've seen. They Scott? promised a good women's division. Where's that? Still under construction. That's still under construction. but uh, you know. And they're dropping the ball with the best woman they have is Britt Baker. I and she's barely on TV. We're, I don't get with all the hype what this Rio chick is. She looks like a 10-year-old. They're building new stars. <laughs> Keep her in Japan. Build real stars. Scott, your thoughts? Ratings. Ratings. All the shows are tanking. I don't care who's in front or not. But All the shows are going the down. longevity to survive. Right. A Justin thinks AEW has the best tag division. They want to know what they want to know what you're drinking as you as you said that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't even know who's who's in their tag division. Um, well, the Young Bucks. Besides uh, the, the Bucks, the Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express, Private Party, SCU. Uh, you know, Who Jack is, Evans and Helico. You uh, lost me at the Young Bucks. Yeah, personally, because yeah. okay. <laughs> I no no. I'm just saying, I, as far as name recognition is concerned. Okay. Young Bucks, that's it. That's all I, I recognize. Okay, the three guys at SCU have been around forever. Ever, and they're now hurt. Well, Kazarian, not Kazarian. Um, Daniels, Chris Daniels, Daniels is hurt. Yeah. Uh, and I, I still think that's a kayfabe injury. That's somebody right. just, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to, uh, uh, Chief is asking about NWA. The, the titles just changed this past weekend. Well, I, look, is that power? We don't, we don't have enough time to talk about NWA, but I was on the phone today for about a half hour with Dave Marquez. Okay. And we will break some news. Right now? Bro- no soon that's called a tease ladies yes. and gentlemen but when you other next week but when your other co-hosts don't know what the frig he's talking about well i didn't know it was going to come up until okay Keith brought it up so real quick speaking of teases and i know this yes. is kind of going back to wwe that's right renee young has teased a huge announcement on yes WWE backstage i saw that this friday and a lot of people are CM thinking, punk. CM punk. <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are thinking it's cm punk report. well the, the mma made a big news that the rock was making this big announcement today and all it was that he's going to be there to present the belt at their next championship fight so who knows what 
to expect that was from an these announcement big announcements. Like two months ago, I don't know why they announced that again. All right, tonight down at uh, <laughs> down at Fremont Street, Killer Cross versus Bateman in a casket match tonight. Who wants to talk about what's going to go on down there tonight? Um, Kevin's gonna kill <laughs> you. <laughs> I worked down there and I was watching them set up the ring. It's not a big enough casket for Killer Cross to fit in. That's for sure. So are you saying there's a spoiler here? Spoiler alert? Possibly. Like put, putting you Yokozuna in the casket? <laughs> oh my God. That was a ginormous casket. Holy cow. That was Maybe it's like it'll look like Yokozuna trying to fit in a casket that'll fit Dink. <laughs> <laughs> Dink? Dink or Doink? Or Doink. Dink, the smaller one. The smaller one, the cousin, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, BBW. Why don't you talk about some BBW highlights? Uh, BBW, we got Taco Fest coming up this weekend at Craig Ranch Park. Uh, all your favorite BBW stars are going to be in action, uh, as well as uh, come on down, have some have some tacos. Uh, I'll be down there on Sunday. I won't be there on Saturday, but I will be there on Sunday. So. Where are you going to be on Saturday? I'll be here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be here. Tessa. Good. Cheap pop. I, I got to be Tessa. <laughs> Tessa beats all. Yeah, so that's the second and third. And then next Thursday. Apparently she wants to beat Sammy Callahan, too. And then next Thursday, Johnny and I are going to be at. Ra- are you going to be at that Rancho, uh, the wrestling promotion? The I wrestling? Should, yeah, I should be at Rancho, okay. at Rancho High School. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, next Thursday, the 7th, BVW will be at Rancho High School uh, doing a uh, fundraiser for the Rancho High School wrestling team. Alumni. Sorry to hear that. But anyway, yeah. Johnny and I <laughs> will actually. <laughs> Did he actually hear that? I didn't mean that to come out. Did it came out? I'm sorry. Uh, I survived and got out alive. <laughs> that was I awesome. No <laughs> I have no loyalty to any high schools here because I didn't go here. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway, we will be there at Rancho High School in the ROTC gymnasium. You're a product of the California? Nope, nope. Uh, Philadelphia, remember? Uh, no, that I, explains some I things. I actually graduated high school. <laughs> East Philadelphia, born and raised. Phillies uh, fan. I most graduated of my days. high school. We've <laughs> seen you dance. You dance like Carlton. Oh, my gosh. Right, oh, I my do. God. I do. Uh, Chief, you're going to be at Rancho. And Justin, I don't know if there's a card yet because they're working on promoting everything for Taco Fest, but keep an eye out on uh, BBW's site. Go ahead, Taco I'm sorry. versus burrito. I, see, I thought y'all knew I graduated high school in Hawaii. You did? Yeah, Bill Lavani High School class. Of oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. I don't want to see you hula, though. Yeah. Hula, hulu. You can hula all you want. Just don't hula. Or the coconuts. Thank I, you very I much. I hula most of my wrestling. So. Okay. Jeez. Uh, Once again, we've oh, gone off the rails. Okay. Uh, before we get to pop culture news, I'm going to hit you with the last three on the Bobby Heenan top ten as we are actually winding down with only a couple minutes left. Top three. Number three, Nick Bockwinkle. I disagree. Okay, who should be number three on that list? I honestly think uh, I saw your list. We I know who number one is. Right, Let's go to number two because I think I honestly think Nick should be number one. He's near and dear to my heart, obviously. So it's a biased but, opinion. Yes, it's a biased opinion. <laughs> okay, but he also spent more time with Nick than anyone on his list. Yeah, they ran the gamut of territories and organizations. Even when they went to WWE, Nick was a backstage agent, and it it flowed. I mean, it really flowed. It was the Heenan family right, at right. that time. Number yeah. two was uh, Curtis Axel's dad, Mr. Perfect, was number two on that list. One of my all-time favorite that, wrestlers. I, I agree, and I, I knew both. But realistically, I don't think he, he – but Andre deserves to be maybe three, Nick, two, or one. I would put and, Perfect at four. Yeah, I can agree, but – Number one, I don't think number one should be number one. Perfect. You, th- you think uh, um, uh, Perfect and Rick, Rick Rude? They need a drop. Rick Rude was number four. They need a drop. I Ravishing mean, one. Yeah. My opinion, Flair, Andre, 
Flair's yeah. number one, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. Woo! Yeah, right? By the way, growing up as a kid, I saw Rick Rude try to you know do his little swivel thing, and I tried that once as a kid. I was in traction for a month, by the way. I just <laughs> thought I'd share that with you. Okay. You know, you make fun of my dancing, but at least I could do the Rick Rude hip swivel. I wouldn't want to see it. Don't show, don't show it to me, please. For all the sweat. No, it's for the sweat Censors. <laughs> no, don't. Okay. Uh, some pop culture news as we wrap up. Gentlemen, there's a couple on there. I will let you guys pick your up because I finish off the list. You guys pick your topic as we start fading out. Okay. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, so actually, uh, uh, pop culture, a uh, little thing I read earlier today was uh, uh, Usain Bolt, fastest man in the world, uh, record holder, wants to play for the NFL, but only for two teams. You know what? He takes one hit from safety coming across the middle. You'll see two Hussein Bolts running around the field. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should play for the Chargers. He could be the mascot. See, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of, se- lot of sense. Bolt, bolt the Bolt. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Matt. Uh, the it's kind of not it's wrestling related, but not wrestling related. UFC 244 is this weekend. Right on. Masvidal versus Diaz. They're actually made the BMF belt, which BMF, guess what that I'm stands afraid. for. I was, I was just thinking they're going to really reveal it on for? Friday, but is the it, Rock's going to get in the cage and award it to the winner, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. The, the Bamf belt. The Bamf belt. All right, so we got that rocking. All right, Scott. Not on the list here, and it kind of refers to the first responders. Uh, this past uh, week or so, um, an individual was uh, taken care of by our military. God bless our military for what they've done. They've made the world a lot safer. Right on. Okay, guys, guess what? That's an hour in the books already. Thank you for everybody watching out there, participating in the chat room. Remember, come down here 12 to 2. Check out the signing with the Blanchards. Tickets are available. Please contact PowerPlay Sports for more information. Twin brothers from different mothers also 12 to 2 over at the Portnoy Gallery. We'll be celebrating one year on the air together. So hit both. You got time to, to do both? I would come, but Tessa. No, no. Hey, listen. <laughs> if I wasn't over there, I'd be here for Tessa. Okay? And that's not a show I can leave not to be at. So, um, anyway, Justin and guys and everybody out there, thank you for watching. Uh, final thoughts, quickly. Ten seconds. On my way out of here to see a medic. <laughs> Try to. I'd love to see you in the ER explaining why you need to see a medic. Matt, go. Come see us Saturday. Come see Tessa and Tully. Johnny. I'm going down to Fremont Street for Nightmare on Fremont Street. Come find me at Neonopolis. I'll say hi to you. Everybody beware. He's going down to Neonopolis. <laughs> Hey, be safe. Tomorrow is Halloween. Please be safe out there. Parents, while you're driving around, please keep an eye out for kids out there crossing and, and uh, you know, be safe. Uh, just whatever you do, just have a good time. Don't be silly. Don't be stupid. Don't get in trouble, but enjoy. And don't get into a diabetic coma like I plan on doing as a former diabetic. I saved up all this year to make room for all that sugar. Anyway, have a great week from all of us here at PowerPlay Sports and Collectibles and Thoughts Count Anywhere. Watch our Facebook page for all the links. Have a good one. We'll see you next week right here on Thoughts count anywhere good night